guys, welcome to The Roundtable, episode 87. I am Jenny Walker, the social media ministry leader here at Life Church, and this is Mike Hill. He is our pastor, giving me this grin. <laughs> that gets me every time. No, it's because I was thinking about, I love that the music's changed. During that, you're thinking that? Because yeah, you could hear like, it. Yeah, the music is A lot of people like it, actually. The new the Yeah, the new, new music. The music is yeah. way better. It's like country-ish. Yeah, yeah. It's a little bit better. It's funny that you were thinking that right I then was, in I was, there. I was thinking, I'm like, that was a good, I'm glad we changed the music. Yeah. That was all Nick. Yeah. We'll keep going. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> sitting next to me is Melissa Getz, and she is our second time returner. And this is actually our first time we've had a second time guest. Really? Yes. The first time I'm, we've had a returning guest? Yes. That okay. would have been easier to say. Yeah. And uh-huh. again, oh. because yeah. last time we were like, we didn't even get into half of your story, things no. that you were passionate about and things that were going on. And yes, yeah, so we got to bring you back and get caught up on what God's doing in your life and what's happening. And so get us caught up, okay. first of all. Like, what's happening in your life? What's new? What are you watching? Do you watch TV? <laughs> we watch a lot of football in our house. <laughs> Is that all you watch? Football? Um, I mean, I don't really have, we don't watch a ton. We're just, I don't know. We don't have time. You're busy. Or yeah. if it's on, it's usually, it's usually football, baseball, yeah. other times. Of the, I mean, yeah. yeah. So you're not like a, this Netflix thing that you got to watch or um, movies? If I had time, I, I mean, it's not that I, I mean, we like to watch movies. It would, okay. Every once in a while we'll watch a movie, but we just watched Midway recently, which is not a new movie, but it was. What is that about? Um, it was like, uh, like Pearl Harbor, kind of like the Battle oh, of Midway. Oh, like war movie. Yeah. Yeah, here's a question for you. If you had a time machine and you could use it for one day, where would you go? Forward or back? If you went forward, why forward? If you went back, how far I love this question. And you can answer it first. It is a great question. Okay. Well, first of all, I got a text, or I didn't, but apparently, like, I don't know, when I was 12, I did a time capsule. And this was just found out recently, like the other day. But somebody was building in their house, the person's house that we put it in, we Mm -hmm. put it in the wall, Mm -hmm. because they were doing construction, me and my friend, Mm -hmm. was at her house. And they were doing more, or they were tearing down something, whatever Mm -hmm. they did. And they found it in the wall and it said, I can't remember what it said, but it just had what we were going to be when we, in five years. Like their projection of what they thought. I don't know why I chose five years. It was a gymnast. A gymnast. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, why did we go farther? So they text you and said, hey, Jenny, they know you? Or did you put your phone number on? No. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. It was my friend's house. Oh, So we did it. We all did it. And our friends, and they know us because we're friends. Okay. Not some random person. They pulled the time capsule out. Yeah. Okay. So now time machine for one day. Okay. You can go anywhere forward or back. Where would you go and why? I would go back and I probably like around Thomas Edison's time. It's going to sound really dumb, but I, I just don't understand. I can live with a phone. Okay. (laughs) But for real, (laughs) you don't, you don't what? I just don't, I guess I don't, I don't understand how times could have been like really that before you were connected. Yes. Oh, so you want to see what life was like before you were connected. Right. Like before you had a phone, before you had to like, uh, even a uh, landline phone, like even that. Thomas Edison. I don't know. Is that far enough back? Maybe the 1800s. No, I'm just saying because Thomas Edison did what? Like what did he invent? The light bulb. I know. So was I, I right? I was just thinking you would say like before Alexander Graham Bell. Oh like, yeah. Isn't he the guy that did the whole phone I thing? I think so. Yeah, so I he? was thinking you would say him. <laughs> but they, 
maybe they're about the same time. <laughs> I think I they know. are. Maybe. I think they are. I just are. didn't know if you were it like, seems like why they, I Thomas think they are. Edison. Started being invented He's about the first thing like, that came like, to my head. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. the phone, the light bulb. What was like, you say so you'd want to go back and just view what life was like yeah. before you were connected. Yeah. Okay. Wouldn't that be cool to go in like the old houses mm-hmm. and stuff? Yeah. Like oh, yeah. for real though, what what did they do? What was life like? we are so connected to our phones, you know, like in every second of the day is our phones. Like when I watch old shows, like even from like the 1800s, I just, I can't imagine a life like that. Yeah. It's weird. Yes. Melissa, where'd you go forward or back? I think I would go back. I love history. Um, and it's just one day, right? I don't have to say <laughs> yeah, Yes, no, I no, know. You're just going back for a day. So for one day, I probably, the 18, I don't know, like westward expansion without all the dangers that yeah. would freak me out. But mm. just seeing the country before it was all built up, like mm-hmm. I love nature and just, I don't know. Okay. Just, yeah, before everything was touched. Before it was, yeah. Highways. Yeah. The untouched. Yes. I see think what the that would be. Like. Yeah. Need to see, yeah. but I wouldn't want to live there. Forever. No, <laughs> I, I would there. go back to uh, the Sunday uh, before my mom died, mm. and so we were at their house, and you know, I wish I would have hugged her and said I love yeah. you, because then the next morning she drives down the road fifty one and dies. So wow. I wish I would have just been like, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you always have yeah. those. I wish I would have, yes, you know, stuff, and so I yeah. wish I would have. Not that she didn't know. I don't know. Like, but it had been good. But sure, that last yeah, like moment. That, yeah, yeah, like if you, yeah. that right before, you know, knowing that, because at the time it was like we were rebuilding kind of relationship and it was yeah. really good. And then you'd think, oh, we're going to have another chance and you don't get another chance. Yeah. yeah. So I always think that's more time than you do. Yeah. yeah. Always. Okay. If you had one superpower. Where are these questions coming from? One superpower. <laughs> or well, have you been asking people this lately or something? <laughs> you always do like what's around the, the time. I don't know. I feel like you've asked questions that people are asking you. Yeah. So what would superpower? I would be um, invisible, I think. Or I would fly. I don't know. I can never pick one. So you want to be invisible. And what would you use your superpower for? Why being invisible? Well, I used to want to be invisible when I was in jail. (laughs) 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 Like, that's what we're like. In jail, you come up, you talk about dumb things. You don't have Mm -hmm. a lot to do. Kind of like the 1800s, I think. But um, that was just one of the questions. And that's what came to my mind. Okay. But I don't know today. Melissa, flying, if you had a flying. Oh, I'd probably to multiply myself. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, that's smart. That is a good that one. That is smart. Yeah, you can have yourself in all different places. Yes. That I change is... mine. I want to slow my time. You want to slow, I want to slow oh, time. You want to slow time. Yes. That would be a good one too. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it's already one right now. Yeah. I want to be able to read minds. Ooh, oh, that, you really? Yeah. You would be able to handle that. I couldn't. <laughs> would not be able to handle that you would really i don't know no i mean again because it's i would much rather people be truthful and say what's on your mind than assuming things because i think assumptions worse than truth yes it is you know i think if you assume people think certain things your mind goes in way different places if somebody just comes out and says this is what i think yeah you can handle well this is what you think you know because then you're like, I wonder if they think, and I wonder if, and, yep. you know, I think your mind goes in places, and I'd just rather handle it. Like, this is what you're yeah. thinking? Sounds good to me. We'll work from there, <laughs> you know, especially with women. Like, that's the big problem, right? For all well, men, yeah. for all men, women have these things going on, and they're assuming we know that. Yeah. 
Is that not true? Absolutely. I wonder why we do that. Is it true, Melissa? Do you think why it's true? Do you do that? <laughs> oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I think. I don't know. Or are Say you pretty good? Carefully. Are you pretty good at just saying, uh, Ryan? This is what I'm thinking. We have very good communication, I will say. We don't ever try to, that's never been a part of our our relationship. And it was like 16 and 18 years old we've been together. So maybe this would be a segment into what we're going to talk about. But do you think for women today that that is a problem? That they have these like things going on, but they don't want to say what's really up there. And they're hoping that telepathically their boyfriend or husband will get what they're thinking. I think there's lots of degrees of that mm-hmm. yeah. or some, some, some are like, they should know what I'm thinking. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. make it a pressure thing where, well, you ought to know what I'm thinking. And of course that's not realistic, but right. But yeah, there's all different degrees of that for sure. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about, cause again, you were talking earlier before we got on the podcast, you have a thousand things going on in your life. And so we <laughs> could go on a lot of different directions. But one of the things that you're passionate about is young women. So mm-hmm. let's first of all talk about why. Like, why are you passionate about young women? What's God laid on your heart? And then let's start talking through, you know, kind of where you want to go and how do you help, how do you think God's going to work? And it also kind of segues into, so we're going to be doing two more weeks on men. And mm-hmm. then we start the whole idea of, how did God design women and, you know, what that looks like from there. So give us your thoughts. Why young women? Why is that important to you? Especially since you don't have any young daughters. Yeah. Well, I have my daughter's 25, so. No, I know. But, but not, you, li- I right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's always been in the back of my heart. And okay. then we've moved a lot. And so we've been here the longest that we lived anywhere. And it's mm. been about eight or nine years, I think. Um, and so the group that I've led here is very mixed, like it's women, but there's all different, like not married, married, older, younger. This is a small group. Yes. Small group. Sorry. Okay. So it's very diverse of who all is in there. And so the part of me that wants to speak to young women Mm. and about marriage and family and, um, parenting and that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. like doesn't, there's so many different people in there. Not all of them have kids. Not all of them are married. Mm -hmm. It it just doesn't, it's not a topic that we can focus on in that group, which Mm. is fine. Mm -hmm. But this year in particular, I don't know, January, I always sit back and like get focused, refocused with God. So Mm -hmm. call it, it's not really resolutions. It's different than that, but it's more like, January is my slow month of the year Hmm. and I have more time. And so I always make a point to just seek God more in January Mm -hmm. and kind of redirect my priorities, like getting with God. Okay. What, what priorities do you have for me? And then I don't know, just refreshing your steps, you know, the Bible talks about your steps a lot and like Mm -hmm. set your pathway. And so it's just kind of a recalibrating of where are my steps going? Kind of looking back a little bit to the last year. Okay. Where did I get off track a little bit or, or maybe it was for that season. And now, okay, this season coming up this year, mm-hmm. where do you want my steps to be focused? Because again, when you have so many things going on, it's mm-hmm. easy to just do whatever's in front of you and not be intentional about what specific steps you need to take and what are good steps, but maybe not for right now. And so right. January is a month for me to do that. And so this January, um, like, and I pick a word. <laughs> I know. That's, What's your word? Teach. Teach. <laughs> so I've been doing that one. for like, I think eight or nine years now. And I know a lot of people do that, but I'm very focused on like what, like I pray about it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just like what word I want to have, yeah. mm-hmm. but I'm like, God, what, what, you know, what I'm going to face in the next 12 months or what I need to be stronger in or what, what, you know, what I'm going to need. Mm-hmm. And so you give me a word and then I find a verse to go with it. And then I just remind me every month I come back to it and like, 
write it out again and like right. revisit, okay, how to, you know, mm-hmm. so I try to keep it in front of me for the year. So this year was teach, um, and it's Titus, I think two, three, but basically it's yeah. talking about what young to the yeah. older, women. older women should so help I'm young women. myself the older woman. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Anyway, but it says be a teacher of good things. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my motto for this year that I felt like God was telling me is like, be a teacher of good things. Mm-hmm. And so specifically to younger women. Um, and it says in that passage about um, how to love their husbands, build their homes, love their children. So basically family. And I feel like family is a huge problem. Like you could really trace like all the world's problems back to the family, not Mm -hmm. being what Mm -hmm. it should. So back to all what we're talking about right now, like Mm -hmm. if you put people back in their original designed rules, then they're going to have strong families. And then a lot of these problems don't happen if that would have taken place. And so that's kind of my heart. And I feel like God is really focusing me in on that for mm-hmm. this next season. Mm-hmm. So, and how do you think it's going to be received? Hmm. I think there. Well, we're seeing that in the world. Like, there's people that are open to what God has to. Like, what was God's original design? What does mm-hmm. the Bible say? What is truth? Mm-hmm. And you see a big separation, which is causing a lot of conflict of the mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. that are hard to. If the Bible says it, if that's the truth and that's the word of God, then I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And then culture in the world is like very fastly drifting the other mm-hmm. way. And you have progressive Christians or other Christians that are like, it's not relevant today, or they're changing the truth to mm-hmm. fit what yeah. society mm-hmm. is going to. And they rationalize it and say, well, we're leaving people behind or we're not reaching people because they don't believe that anymore or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you see the split mm-hmm. between the people that want to drift with culture and stay relevant or whatever they want to call it, or the people that are like, this is what the Bible says. We need to keep going back to the Bible. And so how people will receive it will depend on where their heart is at with that. Like yeah. if they see that when you follow God's design, you are blessed and you flourish, like you were saying in the message Sunday, like if they want that and they're willing to go against culture and do that and have God's blessing, but it's going to be difficult, then they will, God is going to bless them for being open to that. And he's going to show them things of how to have a be- the best life for them that God intended them to have um, versus the people that I, we were talking about this beforehand too. But when, when you're speaking truth, like there's another verse that stuck with me and I don't remember what the passage is off the top of my head, but it's basically we're the fragrance of Christ. And mm-hmm. to some, it's like the scent of life that brings life. And to others, it smells like death that brings death. Mm. And so Basically, when we're standing on truth and we're living that out, we're a f- we're fragrant, and mm-hmm. so the people that are in line with that, it smells like life, like yeah. it's, it's life giving. Mm-hmm. But to the ones that are living apart from God's word, it smells like death because it it yeah feels like it. it threatens their stuff. It, it says this is not right, and mm-hmm. nobody wants to think the way I live or the way I think is not right, and mm-hmm. so then they fight against that. So. Anytime you're standing on the word of God and actually doing it and living it, you're going to have opposition. Right. So you have to be prepared for that. Yeah. So let's, so I'm going to ask you three, maybe four questions, (laughs) very pointed ones, just to kind of get your view. And again, and how you see this moving forward or how you see you teaching it from the biblical perspective. And so one is, um, scripture tells the wife to be a helper. Mm -hmm. So what does that look like? So being a helpmate. So how does how does that play out in the life of a woman? What is her role in the home when it comes to raising children? Like mm-hmm. how what's your view on, you know, what it looks like for the wife to be able to raise her children 
and train them, which I think is mm -hmm. different. So I think there's a role in the home. Sure. Part of that role in the home is raising children. Part of it's just running your home, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Put it together. And then the other part of it is, what is it from a training perspective? Because when it says in Titus, which is one of the scriptures we're going to use in the series, is so what does it mean to train these young women? Mm -hmm. And what are those things? Mm. Because yeah. there are, like, we could say this, like, you need to be a helper. Mm -hmm. That's very broad. It is, very yeah. like I have no idea. But what are some like very practical things? Like these are some things that you should be doing to help your husband. Because you know the weirdest part of all of this is is that every time you say submit or help, mm -hmm. right? It's such a weird topic because it said it somewhat like women think it degrades them. Yeah. But the weirdest part about scripture is you realize scripture says that a man needs a helper because he's weak. Like he needs a helper. Mm -hmm. It's like the mm -hmm. woman has to complete the man. It's not like, oh, the man has everything you want. You're supposed to just do it. It's like I made man. Okay. It's not good mm -hmm. for him to be alone. So I need to create a helper suitable for him. Mm. Right. And so the woman is of great value, you know, inside of that. So why they're looked at as this like a subservient. Yeah. Anyway, we could go down the road on that. So tell me in your mind, or maybe how it's played out mm -hmm. in your mind and what, you know, why is it such a fight in culture when we talk about being a helper. So talk about being a helpmate. What okay. does it look like for you? Because <clears throat> I have lots of thoughts of everything you just said. So you're going to have to keep me on track. <laughs> okay. okay, so okay. we started the first thing. So what does it look like? Yeah, to what be does a it helper? look like to be? Because scripture says, right. I designed a woman to be a helper, right? To help man. It says specifically, it wasn't good for man to be alone. So I created a woman mm -hmm. from him, mm -hmm. you know, from his rib and made her a help, created a helper suitable for him, right, for the man. And so each woman designed to be a helper to their man mm -hmm. uniquely in the way that they were designed. So that would be the first one. Okay. So before I answer that directly, mm -hmm. I feel like one of the other questions you asked, why has that gotten so off track? And yeah. I think yeah. it's, again, we've over, if you look back, like, this interests me, like, again, part of history, like you look back and like, where did things split? And mm -hmm. like, as I get older and I read more and I because I didn't pay that much attention to history in school. But yeah. now as older, like I, the, the more I live, the more I'm interested mm -hmm. in things that went on in history, but also like just people. How did mm -hmm. we get from back then to how we are now? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so just seeing how society has changed and transformed. Um, and I think where we are today and all the hurt and why when anytime you bring this kind of stuff up, it causes such a... I don't know, problem for some mm -hmm. people is because mm -hmm. of hurt. I think mm -hmm. it all stick because I've thought about this a lot, actually. Like, how do you talk From to people? Hurt. That's why yes, people I feel like mm. people have because the I the role people have gotten so far from their roles and the way things that God designed them to be mm -hmm. over generations mm -hmm. that people have been hurt because other people were not fulfilling their roles. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. And then also that it's got, the example has gotten lost. Mm -hmm. So all this ties back in, we'll come mm -hmm. to later no, about the sure. teaching, but like yeah. we have gotten less and less examples passed down to us of how to be in those roles. Mm -hmm. Cause like every generation right. it moves further and further away mm -hmm. from that. And the family breaks down more and more and more. Mm -hmm. And so there's more and more people in the world that haven't had a good home life, haven't had a good family. <sighs> haven't had a good mom or dad. Mm -hmm. um, so they have no example. So they're already walking into the world hurt. Mm -hmm. 
and they have nothing to go on. So they're just trying to figure it out or not even caring to figure it out. Yeah. And then they get in a relationship with somebody else who probably has had the same thing. And then they're just not, they don't, it, it's like a lack of knowledge of what to do mm-hmm. and how to fix things. Mm-hmm. And so then when people start talking about, well, you're as a wife, like you're supposed to be his helper. Well, a lot of people haven't had husbands fulfilling their roles. And so they've gotten hurt or their dad wasn't fulfilled. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So they, all they see around them is that doesn't work. And yeah. when I do that, then I get hurt mm-hmm. and I can't trust my husband because he's not doing what he's supposed mm-hmm. to do. So how can I do it? And that's not right either, but mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's just like the snowball effect mm-hmm. of nobody's doing their roles and not nobody, but there are people, but right. fewer and fewer people that are doing their roles and living the way God intended until you get hurt. And then it's harder whenever anybody yeah. brings these things up, it just brings up the hurt and mm-hmm. they feel like they're going to be a doormat if they listen to their husband. Cause he's not a selfless person. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. <clears throat> and I feel like when I talk about it, like I have to, this is why I've thought about this so much is because when it comes up and when I talk about it, I have a different perspective. I have to remind myself, I have a different perspective than a lot of people my age mm-hmm. do because my parents are both still married mm-hmm. and I mean, every parent has faults. They, you know, there's a right. no perfect parent. Mm-hmm. They made mistakes, but they did a lot of great things too. I knew I was loved. Mm-hmm. I had a great childhood growing up. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and Ryan and I have been together since, like I said, we, I, I was 16, he was 18 and we, he is like such an amazing man. Like he right. puts me first. He loves me so well. So it's easy for me to do these things because I don't yeah. have the hurt. And so it's easy for me to go on a biblical perspective because I don't have the hurt Mm -hmm. that I know a lot of people around me have had. Mm -hmm. So does that, that's, I think that's why it's such an issue for people is because Mm -hmm. it causes them hurt and they Mm -hmm. don't trust and they can't see it. They Mm -hmm. can't see how it's supposed to work because they haven't experienced it in Mm -hmm. their own life. Do you think too, it could be like a religion thing as well? Like people reading too far into it, like how it says submissive. So people have taken it to the literal like being submissive and, and then that just keeps going on. What yeah. Words mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause culture has like shaped our definition of right. those words from something very different than right. what God had intended. Meaning that, that mean. you think that because it's been abused, mm-hmm. so somebody takes submission outside of the biblical text, you know, because again, submission was never biblically was never domineering. Right, like right. it was never. But people don't. But get right, that. they don't. Right, so that was right. my point. So you're saying it was taken out of the biblical context yeah. and lived out away from the whole of Scripture, mm-hmm. and it's and yeah. the other side of that is there is evil spirits in the world. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like Satan is against right. the truth, and so he's capitalizing on that. And and there's a part of the population that's like. Anytime you bring up anything like that, they're going to pounce on it yeah. and they're going to be attacking it and trying to twist what it means. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you've so got now, that going on too. Yeah, and so because of just time, you know, so I want you to be as specific as possible um, as we talk through this okay. because, again— <clears throat> Oh, yeah, we could talk. <laughs> no, that's my point. I mean, again, it can be very— I think what you addressed is right. So because there's not a model, mm-hmm. because people haven't seen it, because it's very difficult, just like it is in a lot of where we are in teaching scripture today, right? So when we say certain things, people are very much like, I've never seen that mm-hmm. done. Yeah. Like I have never witnessed somebody. And it's hard to trust in something right. and believe in something yeah. and you have no experience in it. Right. So when we're talking about the idea of headship, so like last night at my men's small group, there's... 40 to 50 guys, and we're talking to this idea of headship. Like, what does it mean? And so most men get the idea of working, right? Like mm-hmm. the idea. But I said, you're missing the point. Like, it's 
a lazy man is bad, mm-hmm. right? But a working man who doesn't allow his family to flourish is also bad, yeah. right? So the idea of headship is you work so your family can flourish, right? And flourishing doesn't mean financial. Right. Flourishing means so that it can produce fruit. So the idea of Adam in the garden was to cultivate, right? His idea was to cultivate the ground so that the trees could produce fruit. So the cultivation or headship of a man is so that his family can produce Mm -hmm. fruit, not have everything they want, you know, in any way. So we talked through that and it's so for them too, it's so far removed. Yeah. Yeah. Never watched it. I've never seen it. It's so difficult to Mm -hmm. comprehend. So because of that, when we talk about this idea of woman created to help man, Can you be, I mean, again, as specific as you Mm -hmm. can be, can you address where that plays out? Like, what does that look like in some very specific things? So what are some specific things that this is what it means to be a man's helper? So I can talk from my experience of Ryan and I. So different seasons, I think it looks differently maybe in Mm -hmm. different seasons. So like when our kids were little, um, I didn't work mm-hmm. or I didn't work a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it looked like I keep the house clean and organized. Mm-hmm. I, he doesn't ever have to worry about doing laundry. Mm-hmm. I do all the cleaning. Um, I make sure that I've gone to the grocery store and there's food in the house and mm-hmm. I kind of have a plan for dinner. Not that I was perfect at any of these things, but mm-hmm. like I made an effort mm-hmm. to do that so that, you know, he's at work all day. I'm at home and yeah, there's plenty to do, especially when you mm-hmm. got a really little kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not mm-hmm. negating that. Right. But so from I, a household. A, I made a plan. I, I learned skills to be efficient at what I was doing, to have a routine so that I knew like, okay, how do all these, cause I struggle, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a struggle. Like I remember younger years and part of that goes back to the teaching why I want to help because mm-hmm. people helped me figure this all out. But mm-hmm. it was like definitely a learning curve, but I made an effort to learn it of how to keep up my house, how to keep it clean, how to have a plan for meals and groceries. Cause it comes up every day. I know that's mm-hmm. a struggle for all these things can be struggles mm-hmm. for people. So I like, I made a point to figure it out so that when he came home from work, you know, we kind of knew he, not that, he, and he was very good about always helping me, you know, no, like you were saying, what can he gets home and says, what can I do? He was so good about that. Right. Like never did he come home and sit and turn on the TV and just expect me to have dinner. So, <laughs> not so very, like so very would, specifically from a household standpoint, you at, would say in the earlier years. Yes. But I mean, other things too, but that was part of it. Like I use my time for this mm-hmm. so that, you know, you're working hard all day, then you yeah, and again, also I, have to think about, oh, now we have nothing to eat for dinner. What are we right. going to do? And that? I don't want to pigeonhole you in, but I do think that, so, so again, is it the woman's responsibility as the, the helper to run the household? I don't think that's what that necessarily means. Okay. I, I think like that's I how said, people I'm take it. For, right, which that's is how why people take it. Yeah. Construed. I think different seasons. And for us at that point, like we had four kids, you know what I mean? Like, not that I wanted to go get a full-time job and not raise them and be home. I mean, I was right where I wanted to be, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have been practical to put four kids in daycare anyway. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So it, well, for, but, forget practical. Go ahead, Jenny. Well, what does it mean? Like, so that was during that time when you had younger kids, but mm-hmm. what does it look like for when you, or say you don't have four kids mm-hmm. and you just got married, what would yeah, it help her be when you don't have those responsibilities? Like as a house and, not that that and has the a job. Only thing, Cause the other thing, like, like just your, 
emotional right that's what i was thinking relationship like that was all going on during that time too Mm -hmm. but the physical of the workload that Mm -hmm. was then and that's what it means so i think if you address it piece by piece we can get somewhere because i do think that these are the these are the questions everybody's going to ask and i for sure have an opinion (laughs) you know so you have before children Mm -hmm. and i'm the helper yeah like what does it look like have children Mm -hmm. in the home as a helper, what does it look like? And right now, I think specific, because you can go across the board and look at it different ways. So right now, what we're talking about is your role in the home, right? Mm-hmm. So because, again, we can talk about being a helpmate also means from a spiritual standpoint, Abs- from an yeah. emotional yeah. standpoint. So there's different levels. And it's not like a legalistic thing. Oh, you. Ha- I'm not saying for every relationship, you have to be in your home. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying what, for well, our I situation. Might be. It, well, <laughs> No, I know. So I that's what that I mean. That's better. Yeah, I mean, I think that if we, better, so when we look at it, I think these are letting that the, be a roadblock. Yeah, I think these are the this. things that we have to try to. So in the in the end, this is how I always go back to right. So in the end, accountability, because that's essentially when when God addressed Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. When Jesus addresses it from accountability, it's whose responsibility was it, mm-hmm. right? And so when we go back to the responsibility of, and just again, because there's 5,000 places yeah. we go and we'll get there, but yeah. So Jenny gets married. Is it Jenny's responsibility scripturally to manage the home? If you take the Titus. Chapter two, verse three, that's what it says. Yes. Then yes. Yes. Can't you work? It doesn't say Uh, you can't. Right. But is her accountability first Mm -hmm. towards running her home? Yes. Right. So her first accountability, regardless of whether there are children there or not, her first accountability is to run the home, Mm -hmm. right? And to allow the same concept, again, for for the husband, and again, we're we're assuming. So everybody's going to listen to this. If you're going to be mad, <laughs> you need to assume that in the ideal, mm-hmm. right. husbands sacrificing for their wives, loving their wives, right. creating, flourishing. Like that's what God calls us to do. And there's mm-hmm. there are times it's not ideal, and they're not doing it, mm-hmm. and we get that. But I think it's important for us to not negate what mm-hmm. it should be, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. Jenny, that's where we've gotten the right. That's my right. point. So we, when oh, Jenny gets work. married. It's her responsibility to keep the house, right? It's her responsibility to make sure that the house is, is that she's helping. Like that's mm-hmm. a part of her job. She gets married. Okay. So we'll just use Jenny yeah, all yeah. the way through. Let's just keep using her. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah. So Jenny gets married and she has children. Okay. Is it Jenny's responsibility to raise her children, stay home? I mean, that's the best thing for them. Is biblically. Yes. yes. Is it her responsibility to take on the primary responsibility of raising yes. her children? And and again, I'm going to put you on the spot so you can get all the flack. Because <laughs> I'll give you my opinion. My, my opinion is based upon scripture. It's the responsibility of the, 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 the wife to run the home mm-hmm. and to raise the, raise the kids. And again, mm-hmm. Make sure we all get this. We understand the man has a part. We understand. But man's job is to be the provider. Right. So his job is to be out working so that you can. This is what I how I would interpret scripture so Jenny can stay home. Right? And we yeah. nurture so differently. She, so that exactly. she can so that exactly. she can yeah. raise her children and train them up. So would we agree or we don't have to agree. No, we can totally have your agree. opinion. Yeah. Do you think that Jenny should stay home and raise her kids versus putting them going in daycare to and going work to work and putting her kids in daycare. 
biblically. Yes. Yeah, because yes. I think they're saying that a mother, especially when they're younger like that, can give that a daycare couldn't give or even the father. Mm-hmm. I, like God creates everything with purpose. Mm-hmm. So if he's saying this, then there is a reason that women should be home during that time. Mm-hmm in that primal time, especially nobody will love your children the way you do. Right. There's nobody as good as they are. And as great of people as they are, nobody can love your children. Like, yeah. And that love grows to not only just, I mean, it really love predicts a lot of things that you're going to do in your life. Like, Mm -hmm. cause it, the trauma behind not being loved and all that we see that today. And that's a lot of the reason I think why our society is the way it is today. Well, if you think about it, and this is another slightly side note, but so, uh, so as a woman, like I'll just take myself, like if I was to have pictured myself with little kids and working full time, like I work a lot now and I know I can get worn out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's only, every person has only so much mental energy, physical mm-hmm. energy. Like you're, you can only make so many decisions. I think that's a study. Yeah. Like you can only make so many good decisions a day and then you're <laughs> like on overload and you, yeah. like you can't logically mm-hmm. think through them the way you could at the beginning. Of oh, the day. absolutely. So, like if you are work, this is my opinion and I've, I stand on it. I yeah. feel like it's a good opinion, <laughs> but like for women, like if they're going out and working all day long, they come home at the end of the day, pick their kids up from yeah, daycare, whatever tired. they probably have to figure out what's for dinner or what, you know, there's other things, laundry, have the kids done their homework. If they're in that age, whatever, there's things to do. Like you're, you've already used up yep. eight hours, eight, 10 hours, whatever. You're not yeah, giving mental. them much. Right. So what is left over for your kids and your husband? Like, yeah, that's so back to priorities. It's not legalistic. It's mm-hmm. not saying you can't do these things. But you can't can do you, what things you, <laughs> it's not saying you can't work like work. Like, again, I think it's when you go <laughs> legalistic on it. Yeah. But I th- and I forget how you put it Sunday, but what are the fr- your first responsibility is this. So, yeah, like so, it's listen, all going back so to- forget legalism. Let's look at it from this way. So realistic. So let's be realistic. Yeah. So when you have children in the home and you go to work and work eight to 10 hours a day. There's and your primary to, responsibility is to help your husband and raise your children. There's no way you can do that. Realistically, forget yeah. legalistically. Realistically, can you no. be the helper to your husband no. and available to your children? No. That's what I always want to go back to. We don't have to make it legalistic. Is it realistic for, I'll go back to a man, is it realistic for a man who's going to cause flourishing inside of his home, right, to work 12 to 14 hours a day, six days a week and cause flourishing. No, it's not. I mean, and it's not, you got to figure out Mm -hmm. what your role is and you need to make it realistic. Mm -hmm. Forget about legalistic. And I think this is where we keep getting caught up is is that people are like, well, it doesn't say I can't work. Mm -hmm. I said, but what should you do? Yeah, that's the point. What can't you do, but what should you do? What's the best thing to do? What Mm -hmm. is the best thing from the standpoint of your children and the standpoint of your husband, which you will be held accountable mm-hmm. for, when you stand in front of the Lord, you're held accountable for those things. And being his helper and being those places, why wouldn't you make that decision mm-hmm. unless you don't care? Yeah. You know, and again, that's why, because as we go through this, this is where I think it starts to transition. And this is where, because I think if you talk to 50% of the women, they're like, I should probably stay home when my kids are young. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now your kids go to school. Yeah. How do you work out? My kids are in school Mm -hmm. or my, how do you work that out? And that's where I say, well, the reasoning can't be now I have more time. Mm 
the reasoning, at least in my opinion, has to come back to, am I still available to be a helper? Am I still available for my children? And then if I have any time left, I can work, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that a better way to reason it it instead of just saying, well, there's nobody at home, so I have more time than I've had in the past. Because then all you do is just go do something and make it so that, okay, well, I'm still not available for my husband because I'm wore out from from the day. I'm not available to be able to help. And when the kids need me because I mean this is just my experience they still need you when they're in school Mm -hmm. they want you to go on the field trips they want you to show up and be a volunteer in the room they want you to I mean and again and I don't know how that all works out for every family but I still think the same Mm -hmm. is the same yeah right all the way through whether your kids are home or whether Mm -hmm. they're not home or you know whether they're off in college or whether you have grown kids you know which is you know that whole transitional piece so does that can you speak on that a little bit? Because I know that you have thoughts and experience. <laughs> for, with that. So, be, so think of from different seasons, whether your kids yeah, are Yeah, because you're working with Jenny right now and you're yep. going to train her up. What would be your expectations biblically for Jenny? What would you tell her that these not, not again, well, you can do whatever you want because she, we already know they can do whatever they want. But if you were telling Jenny right now, here's going to be the seasons of your life and this is what God's going to expect out of you. What would you tell her? So if you could just do everything, the ideal that you think would be following God the most all through the different seasons. Yeah, because I think, again, I mean, that's what Scripture tells us to do because this is where we lose. Somewhere in there, we go outside of ideal because we lose faith. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? Because if it's true that we live out of his design, then things will flourish and he'll bless. Part of the reason we get outside of the design is somewhere in that, something caused us to get outside of Mm -hmm. it. So yes, living out of the ideal, how would you tell Jenny to live? So I would say, I mean, if if you were able to do that and to just your sole focus was your relationship with God, Mm -hmm. that way every day you're getting back in his heart and what he wants for you. Right. You're not going to go, you're not going to take wrong steps Mm -hmm. or if you do, you'll immediately be back because you'll know you're back in it every day with him every day. Lose faith. So you have time to like, not just rush and fit it into your day to say a quick prayer, read a verse real quick and move on and not really have time to like, let it sit with you and like hear from God what it's saying. Yeah. So you have time for that. And then you, from that, out of that, then he gives you that love for your husband and, mm-hmm. he, and you you pay, you have more time to like think about him, pray for him, know where he needs help, see where he's struggling yeah. and then think of ways, pray about ways to meet those needs that he has. Whereas if you're going about your day and you don't have time to think of him, you're missing all those needs. And he's probably not going to be like, oh my, I mean, my husband. You're not meeting my needs. <laughs> he, he's yeah. Not, he's going to figure it out. Right. But how much better if I see that he's struggling with something. Well, that's the helper part I, too, right, right? You're standing you in for him. have time to notice those yeah. things. And so having the time to notice and like be, you know, know when some little thing is because yeah. if, if it goes on and on and you don't notice it until it's a big thing and then you can't help but notice it then you've got a big problem to fix right. whereas if you you're fixing those little problems as they come up um and your children same mm-hmm. thing like I'm struggling figuring that out with God right now like I have older <laughs> kids but I'm like I need more time for that like yeah and I'm I was sure. talking with Nick about a college visit over the weekend and I'm just like he's not ready. Like I'm like, yeah, I, I bet there's things I need to invest in him and I need to talk to him and Ryan too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a combination of us, but 
And like, where am I? And I'm like, that's why I'm battling, not battling God, but like trying to like get from God. Okay. Where do I fit that time? Like help me figure that out. Cause it needs, that's a priority. Mm -hmm. So, but again, people don't think that way. You know what I mean? Oh no, not at all. But if you have the time, then you're there for your kids. Again, you're preparing. They, you, you can sit back when they go off to college or whatever, because, or become an adult, because you know, you've invested what they need. You and your husband have invested in them, what they need to know. And they're prepared to go out into the world and hold their faith Mm -hmm. versus you're just like, Oh, I've done the best I could in my spare time. And I'm just throwing them out and hopefully they'll, hopefully it'll take. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't work anymore. No. Um, A lot of parents are doing that though. And then too, you see, you avoid the problem of all the people that like, you know, they've been so busy during all the seasons of their kids growing up Mm -hmm. and they've drifted apart. They live under the same house and they're working together on making sure all the things get done maybe, but there's no relationship there anymore. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden the kids all leave and there's not all this constant running and doing, and it's just the two of you. And that's when people divorce. And I don't know you anymore. And now there's nothing keeping us together because the kids don't need us. Yeah. <clears throat> not that they don't need you, but you know what I mean? Right, it's not the yeah. day in and day out, all this stuff. Right. And so you're avoiding that mm-hmm. because you've been together in that relationship, deepening and deepening all those years. So, and then you got grandkids, same thing. Yeah. yeah it's so much, I mean. Yeah, so I, I mean, I just want to, I mean, the reason I want so you to go much, through this and then add to it, <clears throat> Titus, mm-hmm. take care of your husband, provide space. Because if you're not going to have space, and again, I know what everybody, I mean, People are going to be so mad when I talk about this because <laughs> here's wait. the reality. Because I mean, it's upheaving all of this. this it's, no, yeah. but, but let's, it's just, I just want to be honest. I mean, and again, take it for however you want, right? But here's the reality. You are called to spend time and have a deep relationship just like a man so that you can love your spouse well. Mm-hmm. You need that and you're going to need that. You also need to know and understand your husband's needs, right? And, and, that takes time. It, like, it takes a lot, take time a lot of time to, to process those things. <clears throat> my experience is my children never stop needing their mother. Mm-hmm. And I have all adult kids. Yeah. You know, they never stopped needing, they never yeah. stopped yeah. needing mom. Yeah. So that job really, whether they're at home or at school or at college or married, never goes away. Right. They need a mother. Daughters need time to pray. You know, they just need you. Yeah. Boys need to come home and lay their head on their mom's chest. Like this stuff doesn't go away. Like those needs, mm-hmm. no matter what the season is, need a mother. Yeah. And they need their mother to be available yeah. to them. Add that in. And now you need to turn around and train people up, right? That's what Titus tells you. You Mm -hmm. need to train it up. Now I'm going to be honest. Take it for whatever it's worth. (laughs) Where's their time for work? I get what everybody says. Proverbs 31 wife. She did all of those things. And then she went to the market and she did work. And I'm not against, and I say this all the time, not against women that work. That's not what I'm saying. Right. But I want you to be honest with yourself. I want you to be honest. If that was all ideal and you were doing it and you were making yourself available, how much time is there for work? Honestly, this is my, on my heart right now with God is that I am working more. I mean, I don't mind work. I like working. No. I've started two business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's not the problem with the work. It's that I see all these, I see that my older kids need, I'm mean, like, I see, I could do this. I need to do, I, it's not, I could do this. I need to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that I, 
I could do better Mm -hmm. and I need to do better. And those are priorities over work. And I see that. So it's like right now praying and trying to figure out how to make that happen. Like that's where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And again, people shouldn't take this the wrong way. Cause every time I talk about this, I mean, the They're amount gonna. of people that are mad at me because, well, you're saying a woman shouldn't work. I'm, it's never what I said. Here's what I said. The same thing I would say to a man. You have things that you're going to be held accountable for, and you need to be available for those things. You need to be available to spend time with the Lord. You need to be available to have self-sacrificing love. You need mm-hmm. to be available to train up your children. Like you need to be available to give them the thing that their mother can't like. So that whole idea is only, there's only so much time. There's mm-hmm. only 168 yeah. hours mm-hmm. in every single week. And in my opinion, if we're not very specific on how we do those things, yeah, I just think that we're gonna we're gonna miss it. And so no, I if if women wanna work, but I'll just be honest and I and people can show me this. Like I haven't seen this very often. For women who choose because to either go back to or always work, uh-huh. I'm guessing that if you if they were real, there's something missing in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something missing in their availability of their children. I think that there's something missing in their time with the Lord. I just think there's something missing, you know, and it's nothing against them. Mm-hmm. Not that God can't do, but I don't think it's the way he designed it. So back to are there enough hours to work? Right now I could fill up my whole days and not work. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I would be work, I would be working, mm-hmm. <laughs> doing the yeah. priorities mm-hmm. that God has for me, and it would mm-hmm. fill up every day. Yeah, and so, again, and I'm going to throw something else out there so you guys as women can answer these questions. (laughs) Because, again, I do. I mean, these are subjects that I think are hard to talk about. You know, just like it is for men, we have a lot of hard subjects that we got to address. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a lot. Then we have to address them, in my opinion, put out all the hard things that people are thinking. And I think we need to to, to be able to talk through it. You know, when, when, when we're talking about women and their roles and and working and, you know, how all of that fits into it. I think for each one of us, we have just got to be able to make a decision or you guys have got to be able to speak into the lives of these, these young women is to say, because I think the language is always this. So Jenny, if you can, you should. It is. Is it if you can? So would you say that to your husband? If you can, you should be involved in the lives of your children. Right. You wouldn't say that to your husband. You right. would say, Ryan, you need <laughs> yes. to be involved. And why do? Why is it with women? Is it if you can? Because it's not that way with men. Women say to men, "You need to, not if you can." Why is it with a woman that it's like if you can do? And I'm not saying that's what you said, mm-hmm. uh-huh. but I do hear that through the language of women. Well, if you can, you know, but it's okay if you don't. Well. So it's really not a, we, we, you guys, I think would say this, it is not okay for a man not to be the head of his home. Right. And there's going to be tons of problems that are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would we agree on that? Yeah. yeah. You don't ever hear that about a woman. So if a woman's not at home taking care of her husband and her children mm-hmm. and running the house, uh-huh. you never hear the house is going to burn down. Right. Is that true? Not true. I just want to hear yeah. Maybe, I yeah. mean, why. So why such a soft approach to women and not that approach to, to, Soft approach to men, but not with women. Or hard approach right. to men, mm-hmm. 
soft approach with women. Why? Because that's where our culture has gone. Yep. I mm. think because of history, you know, we fought so hard women to even work that I think it's just nobody wants to go back to that. Or we fought so hard that it's a proud thing. Is this making sense? Because it made sense when I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. But, okay, I don't really know what I'm Well, Jenny, about. let me ask you. Maybe this would help. Mm -hmm. So is the reason, okay, knowing, because this is the other, let, knowing that you can, because this is what I'll go back to. So it's my responsibility, and I said this with Sherry, and I said this to Sarah. Mm -hmm. My responsibility is to make it so that you can make whatever decision that you want in your life. Right. Meaning that God called you to do this. You need to be available to me. You need mm -hmm. to be available to your children. You need to be able to, to run the household. You need to be able to train up, you know, yeah. other young women. You need you'd, all of this. My job is to say you should never have to say I have to go to work. Right. That's right. the job of a man. Do right. you agree? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Job of a man is to say, Jenny, you have a choice. Okay. So, Jenny, if you had a choice mm -hmm. inside of this. The majority of women are choosing to go back even though they have a choice to stay home. Here's my opinion why. Because you find no fulfillment in doing the role that God's called you to do. That's part of it. You true, think? Not true. Huh? I don't I think a lot of men are even offering that, like saying that's that. That's true, too. Because. Well, that's just, but again, we're talking about if we're doing our job, oh, okay. I get, because mm -hmm. right now everybody's going to fire back and say, well, I could never stay home because we, we got to have a two parent, two income family. And I'm like, right. I hear what you're saying, but that's not what God said. And I think, again, it goes back to, they've lost the vision of what that looks like. Yeah. And they hear society tell them, telling them, you're not making money. You're not doing this. You're not achieving these things. You're not having people congratulate you for what you've done. That's what I mean. Like, they don't understand. That's what they have been trained to want. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's what society tells you mm -hmm. you should want. And so society tells you it's demeaning to just be home and be a housewife. And it is like in the middle of it, <clears throat> like your kids aren't, oh, thank you for disciplining me. Thank right. you for reading that book of how to do, you know, all the energy and time you put into yeah. like doing these things for me. Like they're not appreciative of it at the time. <laughs> and so you have to, again, you're working for God, not people, right? Like, you know, it's the right thing to do and you're not living for that. Oh, good job. We appreciate you. We see what you're doing. Like mm -hmm. you're not living for that, mm -hmm. but that's not what society tells you. And like you go to school, you go to college for some of the people that right. do that, like all the things that you go to, like your whole life at that. I mean, I had that moment where I'm like, what the heck was that all for? What was mm -hmm. the point of all that? Mm -hmm. Like, cause there's an expectation that you're going to have a career and you're going to do something. And I'm like, <clears throat> Was no, that I, really the right thing? You know, then you get to that point because that's just what you didn't think about it. Right. So you get through it and then just what you did. Sit back and is that really what you want? And I've had different points in my life where I'm like, there was a point where like I had so I think my oldest was in kindergarten and my next youngest was like a year old. Mm -hmm. And so, or maybe not even quite a year. And so I was working, but I had my own business. I was working at home, but mm -hmm. Like, I remember one day he was teething or whatever, and he was fussy, and I had to keep stopping and holding him, and, like, it just wasn't working. And I'm like, and luckily the job that I had, I was like, I could call the person and say, hey, I just can't. And they were like, oh, my gosh, stay home with your – Yeah. And it was not a problem, but I know that's not the case for everybody. But anyway, at that point, like, there was a point in my life where I'm like, okay, God, I see that this is not the priority for me right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I've built working. up this business, and I could work all these hours, 
and that's great. But, and I can work at home and I can, you know, but mm-hmm. I, I was, I was seeing, I can't do it all. You know, I, and then more, you know, maybe with one I could, but two, you can't, there's just more, more children, yeah. have, the more they need you, the more time taken. And there was a point in my life where I had to sit back and I'm like, God, I see I'm not being the wife that I should. I'm not being the mom that I should. They're getting old. They're going to know, like I need to. And then we moved. So I lost all my clients and had no work because mm-hmm. there were no clients. You know what I mean? And mm. that I did not think it would be a struggle. Like I was fine with being home, but it was a struggle. Like I had to deal with that. Like, because I wasn't getting the people congratulating oh, yeah. and crying when I left because they wouldn't have me to do their, you know, right. Like, and it's not <clears throat> just the kids. And I did not expect that to be a thing mentally, but it was like, there yes. was a period of time I had to work through that. Like, where, where am I getting myself evaluation or what you know what I mean like because no this was always this you. was always the yes pu- there was nothing like- this was always the pushback for men and so I think this is the other thing is that things that were man issues before have now become women issues yeah. so as an example if you go back 15 20 years in history everybody's saying you know the problem with a man is he the only way place he finds identity in his work right it's not a woman like she doesn't have that problem Women have that no, problem oh, for today. Sure. Yeah. The problem for women today is the reason that they don't want to stay home is they find no identity in being a mother. Mm-hmm. I think that's where we were going with it. Where mm-hmm. I was, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. But there's no yes. identity. Jenny wants to be known as a social media ministry leader, life church, not mom. And the kids are the afterthought. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. if you go to the really like more progressive states. I mean, you see all the abortion stuff, like the child, you just want to have an abortion because you don't even want, that's mm-hmm. going to stop yeah. you from being the person you were supposed to be and the yeah. things you could achieve and kids will say, like, that's an extreme, but I mean, there is that, no, that side of society too. Yeah. And I'll just speak from, and again, in this, the picture that you took of Sherry in a wheelchair and all of the kids, you know, along raising their hands, mm-hmm. worshiping with their mother months before they yeah. She died. Every one of them will say the greatest blessing that and the legacy that will continue mm-hmm. is not that she, because, again, she stopped working when Brady was born and never worked again. And it was my desire mm-hmm. that she made herself available to mm-hmm. be a mother because the legacy you will leave for the rest of yes. your life as a wife and a mother, not in any job that you will ever yeah. do. Could we have used the money? For sure. Could we live differently? For sure. Could I have worked less? For sure. But at the end of the day, in those environments, when when you sing that song, the legacy that was left, you know, because of the things you've done. And again, I'm not saying that that it can't be done. I'm just mm-hmm. saying that's rare mm-hmm. that you have your all of your children say the greatest legacy you ever left was being a wife and, and a mother. And you can and see you that. Like, us. All three of us can think of all the people we know and think of how how many... You know what I mean? Like how many people can say that, that there aren't issues with their kids, you know, adult children and I mean, we have issues, but the point is, is that, I mean, my kids still, I mean, you all know my kids. Oh, there's always going to be issues, but you know what I mean? It's not like. but they will say the greatest gift you ever gave me was that you were a mother and I watched you be a wife, Mm -hmm. you know, and that I saw something that culture was pushing back against. Mm -hmm. And And again, it's not that. They're all going to carry it out in the same way. But the point just is, is that it was a gift. And I think that's where God can do things when both of us are willing to step into our roles. Mm -hmm. The legacy that's left, like the legacy that I leave is not going to be life church. Mm -hmm. 
It's just not. I mean, my legacy, and I don't honestly think of my legacy life church. I don't think of my legacy of any farms that I've my legacy is going to be is did I multiply myself into first those who I'm held accountable for, my wife, mm-hmm. you know, and my children, and then the people that he gives me opportunity. I don't I mean, the legacy of life. 30 years from now, Life Church is going to care less about my kill. True? I don't know. Maybe. Nick? Not compared to your kids. Right, right. Life Church is going to have a new guy that they're going to love and they're going to be a part of. My kill is not going to be a part of that. And we founded it. But that's going to be gone. But my children and children's children, that whole song, I mean, that's that God will honor generation after generation mm-hmm. after generation through your children, you're forgotten mm-hmm. in your business and you're forgotten in your, when your identity is in all this, mm-hmm. there just becomes another one, but you can't replace another mother. Absolutely. Right. You know, and that's where I just want to be like, man, we got, we got a lot of work to do, mm-hmm. you know, because I think that, you know, you're stepping into this because now you take on, you want to train young women. You know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, not only are you stepping into something that's countercultural, mm-hmm. you're For stepping sure. into another thing on your plate. Right. Yeah. Right? And so that causes all of us to have to strip it down to... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? For because sure. part of the reason young women aren't getting trained anymore by their mothers and or their grandmothers is because they don't have any time. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? Like, that's why I'm like, I got to make... T- like, I know this is what I need to do, so mm-hmm. how do we work that out mm-hmm. and figuring it out. You got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Because Lance brought this up last night, a small group as they were doing that film this summer. And they had these kids out there that were like, they'd never really worked 12 hour days before. And they were like dying, really, you know? And so he was like, you want to sit back and just be like, you're so lazy and you don't get it. But the reality is nobody ever taught. Yeah. Them. And so the same concept is, is we want these young girls to be great wives and mothers. Who's teaching them? Nobody. Yeah. yeah. No. They're just taught to send them to the daycare, go back to work, make your husband split the responsibility, right. yeah. make him, you know, it's an equal household now. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. So just look at what the fruit of that is. Right. Like <laughs> look around you, look at the people, relationships of just people you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what is the fruit? You can see the fruit, like, but nobody sits back and like thinks yeah. about that, I don't think. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying, so we're getting close to time already. Oh, wow. But here's what I want women to think about something to be challenged with is Mm -hmm. I think men are asked to make hard decisions a lot by women. They look at their husbands, they look at their sons, Mm -hmm. make hard decisions. You need to step up to the plate. You need to do. So do women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Women need to evaluate their role Mm and the way that God has called them. And you need to seriously answer those questions, not whether you can or can't work, but are you shirking your responsibility? by working, yeah, you know, and take the legalism out of it and just go back to the design. If God did this and this is what he wants, and you're right, are there situations where these women are going to say, well, there's no way because we've set our whole household up to be two income households. Yeah. And so if I quit right now, mm-hmm. I don't know, you better probably ought to give it over to God then mm-hmm. because he don't care. Yeah. I'd say he doesn't care. That's probably not. <laughs> that's probably not the right, right. comment. But you, you, right? There's still an accountability. Yes. Like it's not that he doesn't care, and he yes. sees there's going to be problems that you have to work through to make that happen. Right. But it's still the right thing, and right. God holds us to account for doing the right mm-hmm. thing. Right. Yeah. That we're for families to flourish. Yes. Right. 
we both need to make some really difficult decisions yeah. for the family to flourish yeah. and men and women alike and understanding our roles and what it looks like. And I think, and maybe this is where it's going to get tough. I think for, for men, you know, we can be harsh and say you should because the Bible tells you to. And I think when you say it to women, yeah, yeah. it's going to be tough because mm-hmm. the women aren't going to want to hear no. Well, if you can, and if you can, and mm-hmm. if you can, no, you should. Like, yeah. you should. That's true. B- buckle up. <laughs> it's about to get really rough. Well, Jenny, I mean, think about yeah. it. So if Melissa came to you, mm-hmm. like, because Melissa's the nicest person ever. <laughs> I know. Like, she sits you that, you know, like, yes, she hey, is. Jenny, you know. <laughs> yeah. If you can, like, this is the idea. What if she said to you, Jenny, by you working and shipping your kids off to the daycare right now, you are living outside of God's design and you need to do something about it. How would you take it? Well, that would be intense, <laughs> but it would <laughs> but be what, from mean, everything that we've ever been taught yeah. and it would be weird. And uh, yeah. But do you see, and Nick, do you agree with this? Nobody would have a problem me sitting down. In fact, if you were sitting in a room and Nick wasn't at home with his kids and he was working too much and I sat down with Nick and said, Nick, <laughs> you need to stop working so much and you need to be home to raise your kids. Would the women applaud? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. But if we sat in a room and we said to a woman, you need to raise your children, take care of your husband and run your household, people are like, what's wrong with that guy? Right. Like what? He's barbaric. <laughs> barbaric. Nobody asked their wives to do those things. Would you agree, Nick? What about the men? Yeah. Yeah. What about the... What about the men? Yeah. I feel like we've gotten to... It's both of our jobs, not just so, one. Again, this is easy for me because my husband has done his role very, mm-hmm. very well. Mm-hmm. Like, I, again, part of us living in lots of different places and getting to know mm-hmm. neighbors and friends in all these different places instead of, like, I feel like when you stay in one place, you have the same set of friends. Right. You don't really see a lot mm-hmm. of different relationships. And we've gotten to be inside of a lot of different relationships. And it, we, I think... I don't know. Probably should think of how are we? Yeah, <laughs> specific things that we did to end up where we are because mm-hmm. it's really good. But he's he's made it very easy for me to not be hung up on any of these things. But mm-hmm. I know that's not normal. I know there's all kinds of people that do get hung up on a lot of what we. So just he's said. led you well. So, mm-hmm. Yes. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that has yeah, a lot to do with it. We haven't even touched on the subject. You just have to come back a third time <laughs> because you know what the biggest. Pro- you know what the, the I already can tell you right now what the how what women's response is going to be. Right. Well, I don't have a husband yeah. who does his job, so I'm not going to do yeah. that. And I would, that, that's not an, I don't feel that I have opinions on that too. Yeah. That's not an no, excuse. I know. It makes it easy for me because he does, but it's not an excuse if he didn't. Right. Like I would still be held to account for those things. No, I know, but you know, right? That's why I'm saying you, we, we're already in an hour. <laughs> we could talk for another hour on the reason that women chooses, well, my husband didn't do, and somebody's got to step up to the plate. And what am I supposed to do? Just sit back and, well, I don't know. What are you supposed to do? I mean, what does happen when it's not ideal? What happens when you are unevenly yoked? So you made a decision to be unevenly yoked. Now you are unevenly yoked and you are struggling now through. And so when Peter talks about because of the actions of a wife, Mm-hmm. Right, because of the godly actions of a wife, she can convert her husband. Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, that's what he says. So, so is an excuse because essentially what you're saying is because he does and I won't, you right. know, where scripture just tells you you still should. Yeah. Because through the godly actions of your wife, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's, a. Uh, it's going to change things mm-hmm. right, right. inside of your husband. And it might, that might be 
the help he needs. And it is, usually is. And I've if seen it's it. Not, it. You aren't held to account for your husband not doing right. what he should. No. So for don't sure try to like change no. him and make it. That's not no. your, no. no. You find out what God says for you to do and you do those things. And mm-hmm. that's what you're held to account to. Right. And so if you could put it in that perspective and maybe he doesn't deserve your life. I'm, you know I know what, what you're saying. Say, oh, I don't, uh, listen, I'm not going to respect him or love him because he doesn't mm-hmm. deserve it. Okay. Well, God says you are too. So even if you can't do it for your husband, do mm-hmm. it for God. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sacrificing my feelings and I'm going to treat him with love and treat him with respect and do the things that I should as a good wife because I want to obey you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the problem though. That's <laughs> oh, like where you. it that's starts so is God not having a relationship yes. with God. Mm-hmm. Because if you truly did have a relationship with him and believed his word, you wouldn't, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I mean, it's going to be hard. It's always going to be hard. Mm-hmm. There was no decisions that living biblically is not challenged right. by culture, right? So it, it's going to be challenging and it's going to be difficult because it's mm-hmm. completely countercultural mm-hmm. of anything that you've ever done. And again, you're going to be viewed in a way, it's the whole idea of, Scripture tells us to be in the world, but not of the world. Right. Right. So living the way we're talking about is for sure. Not normal. Does not fit in the world. No. And you will be looked at, demeaned, talked about, all of that. I mean, clear to the whole point of like, look how many, look how many people are criticized today for homeschooling their kids. Oh, so many. Yeah. Right? Because I'm not saying one way or the other, but they made a decision that the best mm-hmm. way we can cause human flourishing in our home right. is to homeschool our kids. And everybody else is like, weirdos, yes. weirdos. Yeah. Well, if you live in that same realm of saying, and I'm going to be a wife where my first priority is to be a helper and to raise my ch- kids and run mm-hmm. the house and then turn around and train young women, you're going to be looked at as completely against the grain. You're yeah. going to be looked mm-hmm. at as weird. And, but isn't that what we're supposed to do? Right. Right. Aren't we supposed well, to? Well, and because the truth is the truth. Yeah. And so it's like, we're staying with the truth. Everybody else is just moving so far away from it. That looks weirder and weirder and weirder the mm-hmm. further we go in society. Right. Right. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. Melissa just have to come on a third time <laughs> because I do think honestly, so we've kind of laid a foundation. Yeah. Right. So there's somewhat of a foundation that would say what you're going to be passionate about and what you're going to be tackling. you got a big task in front of you. Yeah. Right. For because sure. again, I think there's all kinds of things when we talk about training, but I think laying the foundation of what you're training for is as hard as training. You know what I mean? Of laying this foundation of what's expected out of you. Yeah. yeah. Because again, I think, and this is, I haven't sit in a room like this. I've just heard Sherry talk about it in the past, and I'm assuming that this is probably right. You sit, sit around in a room of men, and we can be challenging to each other, like, let's go, let's go, let's get it done. Sit around in a room of women and challenge each other that way, and the claws are coming out. Yeah. Sometimes. You, you take know. it personally. Well, I just do. Yeah. I mean, I think if you really say, Jenny, nope, you should be. Now, I get it. You're not, but I'm just, we're going to flat out cold. Then you're not living out the model that God said you should live out. Period. So you, it's fine. You can do whatever you want. That's right. what free mm-hmm. will is. But you're not living out God's design. Okay, let's go. Why well, yeah. ain't happening in women's group? I know. Why not? I don't know. Why do we beat around the bush? 
I tried well, that too. <laughs> no, I know, but, but when why? you agree in Oh yeah, most don't. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, guys will sit around and say, dude, I suck. <laughs> I mean, we're not living out our design. We're not doing. We get it. We admit our mistakes. You guys remind us of them all the time. Like that's the way. I mean, that's we're okay with that. We've we've learned those things. But for a woman to admit. Yeah that what we just talked about, that she's sacrificing her husband and her family by working, ain't nobody talking about that. No. You're saying, no, honey, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, someday you get a chance, and someday if you want to stay home, and someday if you want to run your household, or someday if you, what if, no. Yeah. No. Just say you're not doing <laughs> it. You're not doing it. You're not living out the design. Yeah. So wow. we'll, be, we'll be praying for you. Yeah, thanks. Seriously. <laughs> I'm Seriously. really serious because, yeah. again, oh, yeah. I think this like, is the missing yeah. link. I've been praying a lot about this when we are doing this series because I'm always hard on men because I feel like they, I mean, this is what I know. Right. I, mean, I know myself and I know what's going on with them. But I don't know that I've directly said, okay, women, it's time to get it in gear and yeah. it's time to start training our young women. And so you guys that do know, stop being so nice. Yeah. Right. Get but if these... you see the fruit of it, you right. would think it's worth it. You know what right. I mean? It's just a mindset, like renew your mind with what God said. Like if right. you do these things, we won't be, Yeah. you'll be in such a better place and the relationships will be in such a better place and it's worth it. And if people could, again, I think we've lost the vision of what that could be yeah. so they can't see it and they don't know it. No, mm -hmm. I agree. So get these, get these young that. women in a yeah. room, tell them how it is. So yeah. I think we're going to start, it's going to be on Thursdays, I believe, and we're going to start like in February. Yeah, so, so be looking the for word that. Out, if there's young women. So what is it like exactly? That. So we're going to talk about kind of all these things. Like okay. how to manage your time will be part of it. How do you make like housework shouldn't be like a mm -hmm. huge thing, like make it easy, like figure out ways to like get it done quick where you're not like getting drugged down on it and you have your home like running easily. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just basic of, I mean, it's not parenting class. That could be a whole nother separate thing, yes. but like mm -hmm. just basics of something for parenting. How do you love your husband? Well, how do you take care of your home? Like all those things and starting with, how do you have a relationship with God? Mm -hmm. Like that'll be the first Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're training them for the yes. future, not yes. opposed to yeah, their so needs today. So just put a today. note down, Nick. Like this might be something when we get on the whole woman's thing, and I tell them like, "Hey, you guys need to get your crap together." Hey, guess <laughs> what? Melissa's Melissa. got a small group yeah. that she's doing <laughs> that you can go talk to her, <laughs> and she's gonna help yeah. you get your crap together. Yes. If you don't want to hear it from me yeah. as a man, because <laughs> this is what a man says, and go hear it from a woman, yeah. yep. right? And get that foundation. And we'll really pray for you. Yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah. Well, and I think the other part of it is, is young women that then will accept it and be accepting to it mm -hmm. will change generations. Yes, oh, absolutely. Sure. Yeah, right. So the okay. harder something is, the more I, that's my observation, the harder it is to be obedient. If God's telling you something and you don't, how in the heck will I do that? And yep. it's going to be so hard and it's going to be uncomfortable. Yep. The harder it is to do it yep. when you do it, the more you get blessed by it. Mm. That's yeah. my observation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. All right, Nick, questions for Melissa. Question time. I have two. Two questions. This one is from Robert Grover. What's it like being part of the worship team, and how do you not get too nervous? Ooh. <laughs> do you get nervous? No. Yeah. Did you in the beginning? I suppose when you're leading a song, yeah. you don't want to mess up. You don't want to miss it, you know, when you come in or, you know, yeah. so that can be, but again, if you, I guess the more that you practice, the more confident you are that mm -hmm. you know it and you'll do it. Mm -hmm. So that takes away the nervousness, but if yeah. you haven't practiced, then okay, I'm yeah. nervous. Um, what, did What's I the best that? part about being a yeah. part of the worship team? 
I think, if, I mean, it's just the heart of worship, like yeah. getting to have those songs and like, I'll go home the whole next week and those lyrics will just be in my mind. Mm. And so it's, I don't know, just more time to worship. Like you get to do it multiple times instead That's of just cool. the one time and, and you're done. Like you're sitting in those songs, you're thinking about those lyrics. And, yeah. 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 Cool. And then from Kaylin Griffith. What is your favorite indoor plant and why? Ooh. <laughs> Are you into plants plant, or something? I've always she loved loves plants. plants since <laughs> I was like, so funny little story. I think it was first grade or second grade. We did the science thing. Like it's the only thing I remember from either first or second. Uh. I think it was first grade. Um, but we did uh, like cut a two liter bottle in half and make a church. I and, did like, that too. Like, condensation or whatever, but you got a little plant. That was so much fun. Like, layers of stuff. So it wouldn't like butter. Around like, Earth Day, I think, is I, when it well, sprouted or something. Okay. But anyway, just learning condensation of yeah. water coming back. But ever since that, I didn't care about the condensation. I was just like a plant. And ever since that, I've loved plants. So I love really? plants. That's so awesome. favorite plant. I don't really know if I have a favorite. I like a lot. What is the most? Um, what do you have the most in your house? I have, I like topiaries. So I have like a rosemary, herbs would probably be my favorite, which is not necessarily an indoor plant, but I have like a a topiary of rosemary. It's like huge. And that's probably my favorite at the moment. Is it pretty? Yeah, I think so. I have no idea. I don't know what toastmary is. Rosemary, it's like, it's- Well, I know rosemary, but what did you say before that? A topiary is like- So mine is about this tall and it's in a pot. And then the stem comes up about this tall. It's just the bare stem. Okay. And then there's like this big, like- crazy looking like I, I topiary. Needed, like, topiary topiary yeah. topiary A topiary yeah okay so, no, right. do you have any chia pets no. <laughs> 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 I'm not, I'm never into- yeah, no, do they I even still like, sell them huh do they still sell well, chia pants lucas came home with a uh willie nelson chia pet oh so they and do so Sarah about killed me because I said to make it a true Willie Nelson chia pet, you should probably grow pot out of its head <laughs> instead of a, instead of that plants. Awesome. Like you just put some pot seeds around him. But anyway, yeah, he has bandana wow. on and you put it on his beard and <laughs> he has little braids that come. Wow, down. they've gotten more sophisticated yeah, since growing. the time's been on. What about a topsy turvy? Do you have you ever had one I of those? Know what that is. Are you it's a plant or it's a no? It's a it's a, it's a plant. It's a tomato plant. And you grow it. it. Goes in a pot and it yes. Down. I've seen those. Yep. Huh. So you can grow a tomato inside your house. So are you a plant person? Do you have a favorite plant? I have sort of have turned into a green thumb, but not really. It that was very small. Like it happened after Easter when we got these plants, and then I saved it. I brought it back to life because I killed it. And <laughs> yeah, so then ever since then I was like super addicted to it, but I was just hyper focusing on it. So now I'm over it. Okay. So I have a plant in my office and it's still alive. Yeah, That's there good. you go. I'm not like into them like that. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah. I was. Okay. So Jenny, give the number that people yes. can text in. Yep. So 260-200. That's my phone number. 260-408-8383. And the questions that Nick just asked were from the texting group that we have. And we send out who's going to be on a podcast every week. And we want you to ask questions back so you can be involved in the podcast Mm -hmm. as well. And if we didn't ask something that you wanted to know, you have the opportunity. Yeah, to be able but to But not only questions. that, you can comment in during regular hours when we're not having the podcast and ask questions, or if you want to be a podcast or on the podcast, you can let us know. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and again, Melissa, thank you. As rich as the first one was, I think this was even richer to be able to see first. I mean, the most important thing to me was you took a time to reflect. God spoke to your heart and and now you're acting upon it. So I think 
again, we can all remember, you know, that you can get really busy, busy through the seasons of life. And there are times sure. that seasons need to change or things need to change. And so it's really rich to see you sit, reflect, mm-hmm. hear, and then obey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and in that, we already know that it's going to be difficult. But even though we take on difficult things, we believe what Scripture says, which is if we do it, it'll flourish. Mm-hmm. And flourishing can look like a lot of different things, yeah. you know, and the ways that things happen can look a lot of different ways. And there are going to be people, I mean, we already know this, you've done ministry long enough to know there are going to be people that are going to disagree and mm-hmm. people that are going to give excuses, which is completely yeah. okay, right? Like, you know, we'll be praying encouraging, you know, doing everything we can, because as vital it is is for men to figure it out is the same with the wife. Women and men together then can make teams that are unstoppable. And I didn't even get into like, we kind of got off on the the more home side of helping your husband, but it wasn't even the relational side, which that's huge. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. It doesn't matter if you take care of your home and your kids if you're not loving your husband, and we didn't even get into that. So Right. That was my point. So that's yeah. why you're going to just have to come on again yeah. because <laughs> three. it is a whole other aspect. It's mm-hmm. just what I wanted to do is where people's mind go first, and people's first is the what does it mean? Work. Yeah. yeah. This working part of it. Then once you start to settle that, because, see, I think the harder part of it is is that you got to settle this mm-hmm. to, to be, get- be available to emotionally oh, yeah. and spiritually to be able to love your husband yeah. the way that God's called you. Because if this isn't settled and it's all, you're trying to throw a mess together that doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. I like know. that. Throw a mess together. I mean, that's yeah, that's what <laughs> you're doing. The world around us. Right. You're right. trying to throw it together. together you're trying to, trying to piece it, it together. And all the hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't go. So I think piece by piece, if we build upon this and yeah. again, strip it all the way back down yeah. and build it all the way back up, then I think it makes way more sense because you would know this as much as anybody to be there spiritually, to be there emotionally. When you are spent, yeah, you don't you have can't it. do it. You can't do it. Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. what you do. So if something is causing you to be spent mm-hmm. and you can't fulfill, then it's it's, it's a fantasy to think that you're going to be there, it. right? Yeah. So that's why yeah. we got to decide this part of it first, because mm-hmm. I don't care what this part of it is, as long as you're available, be a helper, yeah, run your home not be spent, be able to be available, really. Like, that's what it looks like. And I think if I can say one last thing for women, well, men too, but I think going into this sermon series and continuing in it, I think if people can keep this mindset to have an open heart yeah. and an open mind. And when you were saying like strip all the others, like there's so many preconceived no. things that culture has like ingrained in everyone's mind, right. their experiences, again, they're hurt, not having ideal people around them mm-hmm. to either treat them the way they should or do their roles the way they should. Mm-hmm. And having no example, like all those things are contributing to people being hard hearted about this yeah, and being like, wait a minute, I don't want to hear that. Right. Like s- stiffening up Defensive. against it. And so I would say if everybody could just have the perspective, I want to do what glorifies God the most. That's what Mm -hmm. we're called to do. If you're truly a Christian and you want to live the Christian life, then that is what does God say and how can I do what he says the most? Mm -hmm. And so we're trying to help them see that. And we understand that there's lots of hurt and there's lots of reasons why this causes pain and stubbornness and yeah. all those things mm-hmm. against it. But if you can just pair that back and just have an open heart, God, I, w- I want to, I will go there. Mm-hmm. There's one more verse I've been telling my ladies in my Monday night group. Um, and it's in Hebrews, I think chapter 12, but it talks about 
being disciplined. And it says, lay aside the things that weigh you down mm-hmm. and the sin that ensnares you. But then a little bit later down in that passage, it talks about um, whatever is lame, like get it fixed mm-hmm. because otherwise it will be dislocated. And mm-hmm. so I've been yeah. trying to tell them like, what is lame in us? Like, what are those places where there's bitterness and there's hurt that's caused the problem against when mm-hmm. people talk about this stuff? Don't let it keep being hurt. Mm-hmm. Don't let it keep being lame. Fix it. Like right mm-hmm. now, we're giving them the opportunity. We're showing them truth. We're going to come, we're going to spend time in it. If they will go there through the hurt mm-hmm. and let it get healed, then they will flourish. Right. And that's everybody's goal, right? They just right. can't see that if they would do this, they'll flourish. Yeah. Yeah, so for sure. Have yeah. an open heart. Let God do what He's going to do. Yeah. Heal those bitter places in us. Yeah. Good. Well, again, thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, hearing what God's saying to you. Thanks for obeying, right? Because again, for all of us, those are hard steps sometimes. Mm -hmm. And we'll be praying, you know, and that it will flourish in the way that God has called it to flourish. And again, we're excited. I mean, as a church to to watch it happen. And again, everybody has a role that we need to play inside of all of this. So thanks for fulfilling your Thanks role. Thanks for having me back. Yes. Yeah. And again, so don't forget, um, if you're watching, you know, make sure that you uh, comment. We'd love to hear your comments, good or bad. It's yeah. okay. Yes. You know, good we or bad. We it. don't mind. We got broad shoulders. We can, we can take criticism. Uh, if you're listening to it, don't forget to subscribe, mm-hmm. you know, so if you're listening to the podcast, subscribe, we'd love for you guys to get it out there. When Jenny puts the clip out for the week, uh, the way that we can grow that is for you to be able to share it, right. you know, so share it with other people, comment on it, you know, so we can get it on more people's timelines. Because we do believe that the stories of people doing God's work are phenomenal and we want to keep sharing them with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks for joining us this week and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.